0: Marquette, Devon, Burton, the saint, and the sinner. In the comments, I already see those who are foolish speaking up. And because I'm a kind teacher, I have included a link in the description of this video. There's a gentleman named Ephraim. If you would like to come on screen and present your point, I invite you to do so. And please let me advise you never to say peace to the saints because you are not of us. For within the Sassan we teach that you should be a reasonable man. How is it that you can already disagree with what I have to say before hearing what I have to say? You notice people will become sensitive when you have anything critical to say about an individual they perceive to be a leader or their leader. I Point out the flaws and ideological inconsistencies in people on the left side as well as the right side. And this Benjamin Shapiro figure is wildly overrated, and he is also someone that is quite dangerous. And I will explain why. And we'll use some primary sources, shall we say? You'll get to hear it from the horse's mouth. And I might even bring over a a marker and a dry erase because he does have an interesting face and. I think it's worth analyzing for I think God puts a certain level of peace and symmetry in the face. You know, Symmetry as beauty. Anyways, let's go ahead and get to it. Oh, by the way, I've noticed that he's not joined on. Ephraim, go ahead and join on. You feel so strongly in the comments. Are you not man enough to stand up? For all of those who follow me, I teach them to be real men men of principles, men who don't speak without thought first. There are those who their ears are closed to truth. In fact, their ears are closed to anything that does not align directly with what they believe in. And for those individuals, you would be wasting your time and wasting your words. So there is nothing to say. However, if you are in the presence of someone who is speaking things that will cause corruption among the youth and there are youth present or there are neutral parties present who have yet to make up their mind, then it is necessary for you to speak up and share some truth so that the individuals who are listening and the onlookers have the opportunity to measure up against a pure glass of drinking water from that dirty water that is being presented by the wicked folks who follow feminism, gender feminism, that is, who follow the uh, rainbow ideologies and otherwise. He further writes, I asked because in a previous video, you said that a man should speak up when we hear PC stuff. Well, you should always think before speaking. And you should ask yourself, should this thought become a word, meaning I should express it? Or should this thought become an action, meaning there are no words necessary, I must get to work? Or should this thought become nothing, meaning carry on to the next thing that has more value? And so you should always be strategic before opening your mouth. And that is what a wise man does. Well, I think that there are a couple of things.
1: One, there is actually a hunger for different ideas. The, the monolithic nature of the United States media is pretty evident in terms of its politics. People tend to agree on essentially the liberal point of view and increasingly. a, a... Well,
0: I don't want to play that at length. We'll, we'll go back and forth. The first thing I want to point out is that it's ironic that he has become a voice of the American. Conservatism. If you understand America historically, you know that conservatism has largely been something that has come out of the American Christianity and all its varieties, whether it's the, you know, the Amish, the Quakers, the Mennonites, the even the Mormons. All of these different sects of Christianity. That has been the strong base of the religious right or the conservative in America. Now, let me point out something to you all that you may have missed or you may have been tricked about peace to the our Jewish brothers around the world. Um, he references Judeo-Christian values of which there is actually no such thing. It is peculiar to pair Judaism and Christianity because, in actual fact, Judaism does not believe in Christianity, which is to say that to the Jewish people, Jesus, which is a component of God for the Christians, he is a heretic. He is one who is against God. He is a liar in the eyes of the Jewish people in actual fact. I guess I can't say an actual fact, but as the story goes, the idea is that the Jewish authorities persecuted Jesus, right? Because he was creating narratives that were out of line with the Jewish religion. Hence, the Jews do not believe in the New Testament, and the New Testament is the core basis of belief for the Christians. And in fact, you'll hear them talk mostly about Jesus, and God is almost forgotten for most Christians, Praise Jesus is what they say. What would Jesus do? And this is all sensible because human beings are influenced by stories. And Jesus is a powerful story for the Christians. And it's easy for them to identify with it because Jesus is likened to a human being. So the story sticks, just like for the Muslims, the story of the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. It sticks because it's a human being like them. It's easier to identify with. Whereas for the Jews, they're more God-focused. That's harder to identify with because God is infinite. And so there aren't these stories of God, what God did, the actions that God took on earth. So it's harder to identify with. Further, the Jews identify themselves as the chosen people. Where does that leave you? (laughs) Nowhere special, right? So I wanted to point out firstly that there's no such thing as Judeo-Christian values because the Jews and their religion believes that Christianity is fake and phony. And the chief actor in Christianity, Jesus, they believe was not of God, was not a part of the Trinity, is not a component of God. So you might ask, well, where's the concept of Judeo-Christianity come from? Well, this is clearly a creation of the Jewish people to align with the power base of America, the most dynamic economy, the most powerful country in the world. And if you check back half a century ago, the Jewish people were looked down upon in America and viewed with great suspicion. Henry Ford, a great American, very wealthy, he wrote a book called The International Jew, in which he essentially bashes Jews, and it was like an anti-Semitic pamphlet. And I see someone referencing the Talmud, and in the Talmud, it speaks very poorly of non-Jews. Now, you have to understand that the reason that today the Jews are favored is because they are a shrewd, wise people, a very educated people. And they have been very focused in the disciplines of law, which Shapiro is a trained attorney, very much so disciplined in finance, whether it's on the investment side, but more so on the banking side. So they control international banking. These are not conspiracy theories. These are facts. And This is a credit to their culture. Their culture has been very successful. So I firstly want to say it is curious that the American right, the American conservative, which is usually the American Christian perspective, is represented by a Jewish guy. And it's especially dangerous. So why are we exposing him? It's especially dangerous because his greatest alliance is not to America. It's to Israel. And you might say, well, gee, Marquette, that doesn't make sense. You're an American national, an American citizen. Why is your greatest alliance to a foreign power? And can that possibly be a good thing? Absolutely not. Because we're being bled of resources, namely financial. Oh, and also don't forget the lives of our soldiers, huh? Fighting the wars of Israel. And you might say, well, Marquette, isn't Israel strategically important? No, no, it's not. Well, Marquette, how do you know that? Well, I know that, one, because I understand geopolitics, but don't take my word for it. Take the word of one who is much greater than I, one who has insider information. That would be none other than a former ex-CIA chief. And what is the CIA? The Central Intelligence Agency is that body which engages in international covert Operations for the purpose of protecting America and its interests. This kind of a person should know a great deal about the relevance of other nations with regards to American security. Good morning. Uh, I, for
2: one, am sick and tired of all these uh, Jews coming on C SPAN and other stations and pushing us to go to war against our Muslim friends. They're they're willing to spend the last drop of American blood and treasure to get their way in the world. They have way too much power in this country. People like Wolfowitz and Fife and the other neocons that Jewed us into Iraq. And now we're going to spend the next 60 years rehabilitating our soldiers.
0: You'll notice that the person who's calling in is expressing his discontent that American lives have been spent not in the investment of American safety, but rather in the political and military aims of a foreign nation that is Israel. And whether it's any foreign nation, I'm against American dollars from the taxpayers and American lives from your families being spent on the interests of people who care nothing about us. I'm against it, whether it's Israel or any other country, but it just turns out that the Israeli lobby is much more strategic and powerful than all other lobbies. And so we're not fighting on behalf of any other country, primarily this one. And we're actually giving them billions of dollars and also weapons, spare parts, aerial intelligence and things of the like. So let us hear the response of this former CIA chief with regards to why we're doing this.
2: I'm sick and tired of it. John, in uh, Franklin, New York, any comments? Yeah, I I think that, uh, of course, American foreign policy is eventually up to the American people. Uh, One of the big things that we've not been able to discuss in this country for the last 30 years is our policy toward the Israelis. Uh, Whether we want to be involved in fighting Israel's
0: wars uh, in the future. Wow. Whether we want to be involved in fighting Israel's wars, not our wars. Notice, we gained nothing but debt in fighting in Iraq. We gained nothing but ill will toward America fighting in Iraq, all on the basis that we would protect American freedom when in actual fact, we were creating anger toward America and driving terrorism toward America. Why is that? Because the obvious thing to the Arabs or the Muslims in the Middle East, is that if they strike at America, they're striking at Israel's piggy bank. If they strike at America, they're striking at Israel's source of military intelligence, weapons, and spare parts. So it's strategic. Even when you look at figures like an Osama bin Laden, and you listen to what they tell you, they tell you basic things. Get your troops out of my land and stop propping up Israel. We could end terrorism a long time ago. Carrying on. is something that Americans should be able to talk about. They may vote yes. They may
2: want to see their kids killed in Iraq or Yemen or somewhere else to protect Israel. Uh, but the question is, we need to talk about it. Ultimately, Israel as a country is of no particular worth to the United States. It mm. mm. mean strategically. Strategically, <laughs> we have no, they have no resources we need. Their manpower is minimal. Um, their association with us is um, a negative for the United States. Now that's, that's
0: Ooh. a fact. Uh, Ooh. He said Israel is of no strategic importance for the United States. They have no resources that we need. Their manpower is minimal. They're not geopolitically relevant to us. We are losing in fighting their battles. Wow. So Ephraim, whose, whose comment is right here, he is not coming on screen. Why is that? Because he's going to get blown out if he came on screen. Ben Shapiro would get blown out if he came on screen. Because he's actually not a conservative in the true sense. He's not even an American nationalist. And you should be a nationalist of whatever whatever country you're in. And when I say nationalist, meaning if you're an American, America first. If you're a Filipino, Philippines first. If you're Italian, Italy first. Which is to say you should be concerned about the affairs within your border and things going well so that the citizens within your border can live in prosperity. But in the case of Ben Shapiro, his greatest allegiance is to Israel. Period. Period. And we actually have evidence of that, and he said it out of his own mouth, and we can play that footage for you. But let us first go through the interview that he's had, and we'll hear him speak, and we'll analyze him bit by bit. And I don't want to pretend as though he doesn't have meaningful things to say. He does. Shout-out to Marcos, comes to buy a cash app. He writes, Peace to the Saints tuition. Shout-out to Peyton. He writes, Peace to the Saints Ben Shapiro is a fraud. Oh, absolutely. And what's worse than him being a fraud, he's actually wildly exaggerating. People pretend as though he's so intelligent. Now, mind you, if you've been to an elite university, you find individuals like Ben Shapiro all over the place, whether they're Jewish or not Jewish. What I'm saying is you find people who have intellectual capacity. But you'll hear people say goofy things like, well, Ben Shapiro speaks so fast because his mind is moving so quickly, he has to speak fast to express himself and to catch up. No, that's not very intelligent because the purpose of communication is to be understood. And communication at its best allows people to remember what you're saying. And those who are most eloquent can speak with rhythm and melody and metaphor and you know a literary flair. Whereas he marches his words out in quick succession, and they don't sound very good. His tonation is vomitous. That creative word is vomitous a word. It means I want to vomit. <laughs> yes, indeed. Hang on. Uh, Donovan writes, salute Marquette and peace to thanks saints. Continue with the expose of Shapiro and the truth of America fighting foreign wars for Israel. Oh, you got it. A.R. writes, Yo, Quet, you've probably been asked this far more times than you can count, but what made you stop messing with the Bible? I can't say that I stopped messing with the Bible. I do still pick up the Bible, the Torah, the Quran, for there are meaningful words in all of them. But when you look at the followers of any of these faiths, you become extremely disappointed. And it even makes you ask yourself, well, why would God create something that can be muddied so easily? makes you suspicious and sad as well. Uh, but I do still pick up these words. How are you, darling? I was just thinking out loud for you as you Here's my challenge. You're thinking yeah. out loud, but you've been following my work. I even have a poster yeah. that says, should this thought become a word, meaning to speak, an action, yeah. meaning I should not speak, I should take action, or nothing? meaning shut up, how is it that you're sitting behind a keyboard? You have a thought. It can come out of your mouth very quickly, but you take the time to type it out. Not only do you take out the time to type it out, you're typing out something that is negative. So you would insult someone you've never met. You would insult someone that you're not face to face with. This is not manly. This is not what I teach. And I would hope that this is not what you've been taught in Ethiopia because I was in Ethiopia, in Addis Ababa, and I didn't find that anyone disrespected me for no reason. In fact, I found that the Ethiopians, most of whom are Orthodox Christians, which I assume you're an Orthodox Christian, correct? Uh,
3: a Protestant Christian. Protestant Fantastic. Christian.
0: Fantastic. I found them to be very respectful people. And also Ethiopia has a significant Muslim population. I also found them to be respectful people. <clears throat> So why you would go on the internet and disrespect me, have I ever disrespected you? No, sir. Okay. And you're doing that to defend someone who finds you to be inferior. Let me educate you on that which you clearly do not know. Benjamin Shapiro purports to be a practicing Jew. He is a major Zionist fan of Israel. Israel has done airlifts where they brought in the Ethiopian Jews into Israel to protect them you're familiar with this yes and within Israel today they treat the Ethiopian Jews as second-class citizens they treat them as dogs and in fact there is a concerted effort to export the Ethiopian Jews out of Israel why because the European Jews do not find them to be Jewish enough are you aware of this No, I'm not. Well, why don't you do a simple Google and find out about how your people are being treated by the very kind of individuals that you're defending? And when you call me a clout chaser, let me school you on something. I don't need clout. What is clout, young man? What is clout? Tell me, what is clout? Do you want me to answer? Yes, I do. I'm asking you, what is clout?
3: So... Well, I'm not necessarily saying that you're a cloud chaser. Wait, what, uh, what I meant,
0: what, what did you write?
3: Uh, so, more like I'm not saying I don't, I didn't mean I'm to say cloud. I saying. want exposure,
0: ask, young man. I'm not asking what you are saying. I am asking what did you write?
3: Uh, I understand. I, I understand why my man is is saying this. Uh, is yeah to to some extent yeah i i mentioned the word clout in that yes so yeah, yeah. now, now you're, that you're
0: right. back onto the truth let me continue number one i'm not your man because if i was your man you would protect me if i was your man you would show me love huh and i don't teach you're him. Right. so i'm not your man secondly let me promise you who i really am you would never say that to me face to face. I promise you. No one has ever disrespected me face to face and it it was cool. I promise you. Number one. So when you talk to a man, you talk with respect. Secondly, you said, I'm a clout chaser. You haven't even defined clout. I just asked you, what is clout?
3: So to define it, yes uh, what i would define it as one who uh, has takes on someone uh, someone else's popularity to be to find some exposure to themselves
0: that's in a very way good that's very good yes so you're saying i would attack this man so that i can increase my own name right right
3: something like that yeah yes
0: very good now let me help you with your thinking Why would I need to increase the popularity of my name? Why do people generally want to become more popular? Why is that? Tell me more. What are they really chasing?
3: Probably fame.
0: And and then what's behind fame? Why why do they want the fame? Uh.
3: Probably money. Money. That's
0: right. That's right. Now, let me teach you something about me, young man. Do you know that I already have money. Before I came yes. on you, I already have money. Yes. Do you know yes. How, I, in this, I'm in a luxury building right now. I have the most expensive car in the parking lot. Do you know that? Yeah. I have the most expensive, I also have the second most expensive car in the parking lot. Yeah. You're in Ethiopia. I've been to your country, Sub-Saharan. Asia. I've been through Northern Africa. I've been through China. I've been through everywhere else. I've already done all the things I want to do, young man. Let me help you out. You've already learned something about yourself on this call. That's why I'm here, to teach the ignorant. You didn't even know that your own people, the Ethiopians, are in Israel right now being treated as second-class citizens and being exploited. You didn't even know that the man you're defending doesn't even believe your religion is relevant. You didn't even know the man that you're defending and rabbinical scholarship and the Talmud says that people like you are inferiors and compare them to dogs. I hope you don't view yourself as a dog. So you be thoughtful before you use the term my man. Because you called me, my man, and then had the nerve to disrespect me. But you foolishly defend Ben Shapiro, who would not defend you. And let me let you know, you could be six foot eight. You could be five foot two. But if you ever in your rabid ass life disrespected me in person, I promise you it'd be a problem that you wouldn't be able to handle. Okay? So let me just give you a warning. If you ever show up in the East United States of America, watch your mouth out here.
3: For sure. Again, I did not mean to do dis- to disrespect you or your platform or anything like that. I
0: even have a video. It's called Think Before You Speak. A man should speak to charm. A man should speak to educate. A man should speak to endear people to him, meaning bring them closer, create favor. When you were speaking, what value were you adding?
3: Yeah, I did not think about that.
0: Should this thought become a word, an action, or nothing? That thought should have became nothing. That thought should have became nothing. And I want you to understand also, like, don't use words thoughtlessly. Don't say, my man, I'm not your man. Talk to me with respect. Like, see, right there, that's a piece of art I bought from someone I consider my man. Like, I don't even... That's not even my taste in art, but I bought it to support him. That's my man. You see, I would buy something to support him even though I don't even like art. I don't even hang up art. So I hope you, you, you've you learned something about being thoughtful with your words because it can get you yeah. killed. I'm not, I'm not threatening you, but I'm just letting you know where I'm from, it can get you killed. Thank you for being here because we serving out a uh, verbal pimp slaps today, apparently. Shout out to Jamal came through prosperous. He writes, this is for the surgical, brutal lesson you gave the brother much needed. Oh, absolutely. And I hope everyone is paying attention because when I say your mouth can get you killed, that's true. People in Chicago today are getting killed based on the words that their mouth has said. Same thing where I'm from in LA, same thing in Baltimore. Yes. Be thoughtful about your speech. Shout out to Mike. He writes, Thank you, Marquette, for being an inspiration to us. Your culture and ism has dramatically shifted my behavior in every facet. Thank you and peace to the saints. See you at the next conference. Oh, true indeed. I look forward to it. (laughs) Goofy dudes are a waste of time. The internet gives them a voice. Yes, it does, doesn't it? (laughs) But I think that was a teachable moment, no doubt. Craig writes, real talk, saying men need to say what they mean and stand on it. That's masculinity 101 right? Isn't it the basics? Brandon writes, The Black Box was an excellent read, truly a page turner. Perhaps you'll grace my copy with a signature one day. Oh, it will be my pleasure. And in fact, for the saints who have not read my book, let me tell you which chapter you need to read that pertains to the lesson today. There's a chapter in my book, The Black Box. It is entitled How to Get Your Jaw Broken. It's called How to Get Your Jaw Broken. It's a real story, quite a tragic story. I highly recommend you uh, check that out. And you can find a Low cost uh, ebook at marquettism.com. There you go. And if you want the hard copy, or I should say the paperback, you can get it on amazon.com. Now, let's get back to this Ben Shapiro. Okay.
1: A radical leftist point of view in the media. And obviously, I speak to in response to that. At the same time, uh, I try to provide an honest take on the issues of the day, and that means that I'm not beholden to the Republican Party, for example. Uh, it means that I'm going to speak out whenever I think.
0: Oh, he provides an honest take, does he? He says he's not beholden to the Republican Party, but is he beholden to Israel? And does anyone ever ask him if he's beholden to Israel? It turns out that both the left and the right in America are controlled by the Israeli lobby. And the funny thing about it is when you have two parties who disagree on everything, but they can agree on Israel, well, that should make you wonder why and wonder who the controllers of the society are, huh? So he's not beholden to the Republican party, but he damn sure is beholden to Israel. The thing that I find very curious is this guy has clearly been promoted strategically. And we know he's been promoted because he's not actually very interesting to listen to. His tonation is, ugh. Uh, there's no melodic literary oratory value to his speech. And to look at him is, uh. in fact, if you look at his face, it's quite curious because his eyebrows are actually a flat line, which is actually not the human sculpting of eyebrows right eyebrows usually have an arc but his are like a flat line i don't know if he's gotten botox and paralyzed the muscles in the forehead so he could prevent the wrinkling i don't know but it seems as though that's the case because his eyebrows are like straight lines and it actually has this primitive effect because his eyebrows go straight across and then his nose shoots down from the brow which is a bit of a uh a caveman like appearance and then he has no upper lip he has no upper lip I know a lot of girls in Las Vegas who uh, could hook him up with a a guy to Botox or or lip shot. What the hell they call those? The lip fillers. Yeah. Getting some lip fillers. But I say that to say there's nothing special about him. He doesn't have any insights. He doesn't deliver the words in any clever way. He's clearly promoted for a reason that there's a lobby behind him. And we're about to see that he's not as bright as people have made him out to be. He looks like quite a star when he's debating sophomoric youths in university at liberal institutions like my alma mater, University of California, Berkeley. But when he talks to an adult, he seems to be stumbling and uh, unable to come up with any novel ideas or even defend his position without becoming agitated. In America, we have separation of church and state. And we're listening to a guy who's supposed to be a political commentator who clearly is a very religious Jew. And and I don't even want to say he's a religious Jew because I have a tremendous amount of respect for the religious Jews, the, the ones who actually are true believers. And you can see some level of God in them. And this man, I see quite the opposite. Like, for example, he's staunchly in support of Israel. If you listen to religious Jews, and I'm going to play a, a little clip right now. There's a group called the Netari Karta, and they are they've been termed ultra-Orthodox, right? So they're very much so in line with Judaism as it's written, letter of the law. And they actually say that in our religious text it does not say that we should have Israel as a Jewish state. That is not what our text says. And if we're being honest observers, we would know that Israel was created through European imperialism, the idea, the classic idea and action of, brutally removing a people from a land and calling it your own, right? Uh, See Australia, see the United States, see all of Latin America as an example of such. But let's hear from some religious Jews. So you have uh, this gentleman who basically is an Israeli puppet. And then uh, let's hear from religious Jews who actually, you know, follow Judaism and have some God within them. Let's see what they have to say to a little screen share for you so we can hear it from their mouth not from mine let's see
1: controversial
0: ultra all
1: right here we are mm-hmm.
0: Our fight
2: is not to hit guns. Our fight is to wake up the people and to make them think. To believe strongly and that the safe Israel will come to an end. We have God on our side.
1: We're in Stamford Hill, a Jewish neighborhood in North London. We're here to meet the UK branch of the controversial ultra-Orthodox Jews of the Nehre
0: Cartoon. These guys campaigned against Zionism and for the immediate dismantling of the state of Israel. I don't think we need to watch the whole thing. She pretty much summarized it, Saints. And she said that these ultra-Orthodox Jews who are primarily living in London are against Zionism and against the state of Israel and the atrocities that they perpetrate on a daily basis. And I think that... um, That's an important thing to know that when people are talking about Zionism or Israel, you're not necessarily talking about Jews. You're often talking about secularists. A lot of the folks in Israel, especially those in government, are not religious. And there are religious Jews in Israel who consider themselves oppressed because those who run the government of Israel do not allow them to follow their religion, whether it's conscripting them into the military or other things like that. So... There's much knowledge that folks are missing. And while we're on the topic of Benjamin Shapiro, um, you'll hear him say things that are just extremely hateful. He's been accused of being a racist, which I think his particular flavor of racism is uh, involves the idea that the Jews are superior to all others. But you'll even hear him say things like, the, uh, the Jews build, whereas the Arabs would much rather blow things up and blow themselves up, which is, uh, I would say, a very hateful thing to say, especially when you consider that he's talking about Arabs blanketly rather than referring to a specific group. He tried to clean it up on the back end and say, oh, I was talking about this terrorist group. No, you said Arab." And if you are as bright as people say you are, you should have better diction than to choose a general word if you're really talking about a specific group. But I don't think he was talking about a specific group. I think that he is indeed a hateful person. And you see that in the fact that uh, he's extremely negative. He is not a builder. He is not one who brings people together. He is one who separates. He is one who positions uh, entire peoples in hierarchies. And ironically, he, he and his people are at the top of the hierarchy. Humor, comedy, true comedy. Oh, yeah. And let me also give you another meaningful point. I said earlier that Judaism and there's no such thing as Judeo-Christian values, which is factual. You'll even hear I want to play a rabbi that is a Jewish scholar pointing out the fact that Judaism, that is the religion of the Jews and Christianity are actually not good bed partners. Islam and Judaism are actually a lot more similar in that they're both monotheistic religions, meaning there's one God. It's very simple. There's this one most high God. If you're not God or Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or like if you're not God, you're a human. There's no other level. Whereas Christianity, it says, you know, you have the Holy Spirit, the Holy Father um, and a God, the Holy Ghost, the Holy There's three things. There's three things and and they're, they're up there, right? They're greater than human. So let me play this quick clip for you to go ahead and educate you on that reality as expressed by a uh, rabbi.
2: Speaking of Islam, what is it that's especially beautiful in Islam? Well, first of all, I think that in, in a lot of ways, Islam shares more with Judaism than Christianity does,
0: um, first of all it's a it's a it's a a religion of the transcendence of god Right. right it's a religion of law and commentary um and 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 i and i have a theory for why that is and christianity isn't why judaism and islam are if you want to hear the theory you hear him straight away say that judaism the religion of the jews and islam are much closer and christianity is out here on its own so the idea that people use this term Judeo-Christian in America is a tool of the Jewish people to liken their religion to Christianity so that they can get the protection of the Christians and be you know, bedfellows with the Christians so that they can achieve their aims and achieve the aims of Israel. Now, another thing that's funny that you should have picked up from that clip is the, the secular gentleman asked the Jewish gentleman, he says, what is one of the beautiful things about Islam? And rather than answering the question of what's beautiful about Islam, he said that it's similar to Judaism, meaning that the beauty of Islam comes from its similarity to Judaism, which I thought that was quite comical and kind of probably passed under most people's radars, which is to say he could not identify beauty in a religion other than his own without relating it to his own, which shows you Uh, a hyper focus on the verity of his own religion perhaps you know at the expense of even trying to truly understand the religion of others he writes i love this guy for speaking truth on israel well do you love me love is a strong word saints Um, let me caution you from using strong words especially when you don't mean it the english language gets abused so much i i can't say that you do love me are you a member If I was banned from YouTube, would you go to a different platform to view my content? Uh, Probably not. Uh, You probably don't love me. You you may not even be loyal. And the thing that is concerning today when we look at the leaders of good versus the leaders of evil, you know, the Ellen DeGeneres, the Caitlyn Jenners, all of these folks, is that their followers are so radical and so psychotically obsessive about these rainbow ideologies Whereas when they ban someone like me for merely speaking apparent truth, we can't we were easily canceled. And they were canceled based on you, the viewer, forgetting about us like DaBaby, the rapper, was recently canceled. You can't cancel him if the fan base demands him. But the fan base would say we love you, but they don't demand you. They would say we love you, but they won't follow and stick by and be loyal. And we've lost that in this day. Donovan writes, three things the left and right both agree on. A, perpetual debt. True story. B, endless wars for Israel. True story. C, moral deprivation and hypocrisy. This is very true and it's ironic. And the reason I no longer call myself a conservative is because how is it you could have a guy named Milo, a, a, an individual who engages in unnatural acts, shall we politely say, how can he represent the right When that kind of behavior is antithetical to the family and the family is based on man and woman, man and woman, not man and man. Yet they would position him as a speaker of the right. So this is a clear indication that you are being tricked. (laughs) You are surely being tricked. Uh, Shout out to James. Truly appreciate the tuition, um, as someone may have reminded, we we answer at the $5 minimum and go above just so that we're not here all day answering questions. East Dago Ant writes, are the Jews of modern Israel the same people when Jesus was around? I wasn't there, bro. I couldn't call it. But I would say that you have to understand phenotype, racial phenotype, which is to say, I personally have a lot of friends who are Jewish in America and... um you know, most of them are are Europeans, right? They're blonde, literally, with blue eyes, and this is a phenotype that comes from Northern Europe. It does not come from the Middle East or the land uh, that today is called Israel. And so, though they may have converted, or their ancestors may have converted to a religion which they today don't practice, uh, from a racial standpoint, their their roots do not go back to that soil in all likelihood. Thank you for your question. Matt writes, appreciate the ism. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that you appreciate me. Shout out to Matthew. Showing love to those who show love to him. And by the way, um, do forgive me if I've missed your super chat. I'm going through right now to make sure that I can address all of them. And do know that it's easiest to send the Cash App or PayPal because the email will come up and it won't disappear. Unlike uh, super chats that scroll through. Okay. And now let me go to the PayPal and Cash App questions. Okay, looks like we're all caught up there. Fantastic. All right, now let us go back to this uh, interview with uh, Ben Shapiro. Here we are.
1: could get 10 years these are journalists would you ask the same question to a pro-choice advocate by what, calling your position brutal what and i'm horrible? asking
2: you is that why is it that a bill banning abortions after a woman has been pregnant for six weeks is not a return to the dark ages
1: what's your answer my answer is something called science human life exists at conception it ought to be protected now back to my question to
0: you you purport to be an Okay. Now, let me help you guys out. Now, the irony is that Benjamin Shapiro is an attorney, right? Now, the gentleman who is actually a Tory, a conservative in the context of the United Kingdom, he's putting a question to Ben and Ben is clearly irritated. The gentleman says, referring to Ben Benjamin, he says, my answer is science. Well, it's curious that Your entire driving force for your position against abortion is religious based, which is not science. So because of your religion, you're against abortion because it's murder, right? But it's ironic because Israel does nothing but murder. Anyways, so you're against abortion because it's murder and because of your religion. Yet when you go to defend your position, you claim your position is because of science. Well, that does not add up logically. Further, let me point out that science is something that can be used for great evil and there's no moral position or logical position to take in an argument necessarily. In as much as it is science that has allowed many of these mentally unwell individuals who are experiencing what they claim is gender dysphoria, they're using science to mutilate their bodies and to make them appear to be something that they are not, Right. So science is not quite an explanation of a logical position, Ben. Silly fella. You're a silly fella. I mean, it's he looks so bright when he's debating 19-year-olds though. Shout out to Vapor Say. He writes, I'm one of the saints that clicks the like on the video. Hey, I appreciate that. And of the many watching, I'm hoping you all have taken out the time to show the minimal consideration of clicking that like button. It is the saintly thing to do. Recycling is good for the environment. Truly appreciate that. He writes nerds who just want to feel powerful. Oh, true indeed. And they, they many do. And that's one of the things that I'm often schooling people on, especially the, the last gentleman who got on babbling about clout. You see, an individual like me has no natural driving force to pursue clout because my whole life I've been favored. You see, I was born strong, tall, Good looking with genetics that would lead me to be those things. And I've been favored my whole way through. I was voted most popular in school, Mr. Irresistible, best smile, best dress. I don't need clout. I have high self-esteem and money. So that's just goofy. And so he's projecting onto me what he would be doing if he's in my position. But there are a couple people who are ideologically driven. And those are the hardest people to understand because when you don't have values and principles, you can't comprehend why people would live and die by values and principles. You dig. Just have to keep it real out here. Carrying on, let us get back to the gentleman. See if he's as smart as they say. Objective journalist.
1: BBC purports to be an objective down the middle network. It obviously is not. It never has been.
0: And you as a journalist are pres- now, here's the thing. He's one of the chosen people. I'll, can I maximize this real quick? There you go. Why is there shadow above his eye? Like there's, like his brow reaches over like a Neanderthal, and as a result, there's shadow on his eyes. It makes him look like evil. <laughs> you know, it makes him look like a, a supervillain in, uh, in a comic book or something. I don't know. It's curious. But anyways, let, let's get back to him complaining about the simple questions that the interviewer is asking him. You would think such an intelligent guy would be able to deal with questions. He's turning it into a debate, and he's losing the
1: debate. seeming to call one side of the political aisle, ignorant, barbaric, and sending us back to the dark ages. Bloody in character. Do you think there's a Democrat that could beat him in 2020? Sure, I think there are several Democrats by day. That is the new status quo idea. Why are you picking out? Why are are you? Why are you? I have a question. Why are you picking out random YouTube videos put up by people who are not me? Oh, oh,
2: maybe it's also part of your problem too, because we have from your YouTube videos, Ben Shapiro destroys the abortion argument. Ben Shapiro destroys
0: transgenderism and abortion. Is that not? By the way, I think that's where we can appreciate Benny. We can appreciate his arguments against those who would purport to be that, which they clearly are not, right? You look like a 40-year-old male plumber, but you're telling me you're a six-year-old girl. Something doesn't add up. We can appreciate Ben's words on that. But, hey, how hard is it to argue against someone who's clearly mentally ill? That's child's play. But when he's discussing with an adult who has political experience, education, and some masculinity, Ben seems to be struggling. And by the way, can someone get the man a stylist? Cause he looks terrible. No need to go on television looking like that. Kind of course
2: public
1: discourse. Well, are those videos labeled by me? I have no idea. But well, why are you picking out? Why are, why are you? Why are you, I have a question. Why are you picking out random YouTube videos are, put up by people who are not me? Are you attributing um, the titles to me? Are you unhappy with the way they've been described? I think that people can describe me however they please. It's a free country, and I'm all in favor of a public, of a public debate. If you watch the actual clips, there are generally civil conversations between me and somebody who disagrees with me.
2: Again, with Mister Obama, you said. Jew, and you're, you're a Jew Jewish yourself. I only there mentioned that because to put this in context. Here we go. The Pat Jews attention. who vote for Obama are, by and large, Jews in name only. Ginos, you call them.
0: Wow. I hope you guys picked that up. He said, if you were Jewish and you voted for Obama, you're not really a Jew. Think about the psychology of that. Number one, he's the, the guy who gets to define who you are, like he can remove your race, he can remove your religion, he can remove your ethnicity based on who you voted for? That's weird. And ironically, he is saying that because he viewed Obama not to be a lapdog of Israel, which actually all of these guys are lapdogs of Israel. All of them take orders, huh? But apparently Obama wasn't taking orders enough. But that's crazy. That he's defining who you should vote for in America for the American presidency based on your views on Israel, which is a foreign country. That doesn't make any damn sense. That's like me saying, well, depending on how you feel about Somalia, that's who you should choose your president based on how they're going to treat Somalia. That doesn't make any sense unless my true interests are in Somalia rather than this great country here that has provided me with a lot of the basics that you won't find around the world. Like water, we can drink straight out of the tap. Like one of the most developed infrastructures in the world, one of the biggest economies in the world, like the ease of traveling hundreds of miles and being in the same country, being able to do business in a big economy. Or even when we go outside of our country, people say, oh, you're an American. Fantastic. They want to do business with you. They want to hear about your culture. They want to know if you've been to Hollywood. They want to know if you've been to New York. Oh, this is a fine place. Yes, indeed. Show some respect. Carrying on, let's get back to uh your boy Benjamin Shapiro. Yeah.
1: My statement was based on the fact that Jews in the United States as an ethnic group are largely irreligious, which is true by Every single poll. Jews are the most irreligious group in the United States. As an Orthodox Jew who actually takes Judaism seriously, the point that I am making is that most Jews who are ethnically Jewish are not religiously Jewish no. in any context. No, no, no. The point you were making is that Jews who vote for Obama are Jews in name only. I said, I said that, yes, that is correct. That Jews who voted for Barack
0: Obama, a progenitor of the... Notice, notice that the gentleman, Ben Shapiro, tried to use what's called a red herring. In logic, this is when you try to distract from the point by saying something unrelated. And the Tory gentleman was clever enough to identify that and say, no, no, you weren't saying that. You were saying this. And Ben Shapiro even acknowledged it. He says, well, well, yes. (laughs) He's met his match. In fact, he's met his superior. Let's go ahead and roll that footage.
1: The Iran deal, a person who was cracking down on religious liberty, a person who spent much of his career as president of the United States attempting to deprive Israel of the necessities to defend itself. That that people choose who voted for President wow. Obama. Wow.
0: Wow. He said that Barack Obama spent his time as US president depriving Israel of the tools to defend itself. Why are we responsible for Israel being able to defend itself? Any more than we would be responsible for Russia being able to defend itself, or North Korea, or Ethiopia, or Greece, or any other country. We're only responsible for one country, little buddy. It's called America. And we're in such a bad situation because the average white person in America is brain dead. And they've been convinced that their future and fate is bound up in the future and fate of Israel, which is a blatant lie. And they've been tricked through their religious ideology. woo! this stuff is complex and dangerous. Dangerous. Let's carry on.
1: By and large, cared about Judaism far less than they did about other priorities. Did you say they should Correct. turn their badge in as a Jew? He collects uh, yes, them badges. Yes, I believe that if you are somebody who takes Judaism seriously, that comes along with ideological, ideological commitment. I mean, I guess it's- also I'm just I mean, I, I hope you're having fun, by the way, going through every old tweet that I've ever sent to try and do gotcha questions. But if you'd like to have a discussion about my general. Wow.
0: He seems to be angry. Why doesn't he want to talk about the fact that he's trying to snatch Jewish people's badges because they're not Jewish enough? Notice Ben Ben, who's an American conservative. He's not talking about being American enough. He's not talking about defending American interests. He keeps talking about Israeli interests and y'all are dumb enough to think that he's an American or dumb enough to think that he's a conservative American. Comedy. True comedy. How
2: angry America is and how America has to do better. And I'm simply I have trying an entire list out. on my website,
1: sir. Sir, and On I, my list, I have an entire website of I, dumb, bad things that I've said. I'm simply trying to point
2: out some of the things you, you've said that seem to me to help to stoke that anger. For example, you said sure. Israelis like to build... Arabs like to bomb crap and live in open sewage.
0: Woo, Woo. that's hateful. I'm going to repeat that in case you missed it. Benjamin Shapiro said Israelis like to build things with American dollars. Uh, Israelis like to build things and Arabs like to bomb things and live in their own sewage. What sewage? You know, feces and urine. Wow. That's really foul because he said Arabs. Well, isn't Egypt a friend of Israel today? You're just going to disrespect the Egyptian Arabs. Morocco hadn't caught any beef with you guys, but you're going to disrespect the Moroccans. Okay, so you're just disrespecting Arabs across the board. I'm not Arab. I'm just an honest person who's pointing out that you're a hateful sack of you know what. But this guy's the guy they follow. That's comedy. And for me to call them out, apparently I'm clout chasing. How about that? How about that? Shout out to Brad. He writes, paying tuition. Appreciate your dedication to the truth. Young men need this guidance to overcome the degenerate brainwashing that's taking over our society. True indeed. I appreciate the thoughtful message and the support. Shout out to Castro. He writes, you should be the president of the United States. It's a shame the government's corrupt. The assassin will take over the world. I believe in that. Yes, you know, I could never rise up to be the president of the United States without being shot down, for that is how wicked the political system is. And let me caution you that anyone who would seek to rise within this political system is a selfish person who is seeking their own power and is seeking to rule over you. I can tell you that I've never wanted to rule over anyone, even women who come to me and seek guidance, advice. I always tell them I refer back to my three sentence Torah, the three sentence Quran, three sentence Bible, which is number one, be yourself, be who you are. I'm not going to tell you who to be. I can give you guidance on how to show the greatest part of who you are, but I don't want to rule over anyone. Those who go into government, they want to rule over you. Those are wicked people. I know because when I was coming out of university, I went into government, and I noticed that I'd never met such a concentrated collection of selfish, incompetent people. It was all the nerds in school who didn't have any status or influence, and now they're seeking to exercise that in their adult life using the instrument of government to control you. so I appreciate that, and you know may Sasssen culture flourish, and prosper, and be spread, and most importantly, be practiced. And that is why I have to take such an iron fist when people are getting out of line with our culture, because we already have so many ideologies and religions that would do so much good. Christianity could do so much good. Judaism could do so much good. Islam could do so much good, but the people who purport to follow it don't follow it. And when they're living and thinking sinfully, they don't acknowledge it. And so. Within this ism, you heard me like it is appropriate for us to politely correct one another. And when you have to be strong in correcting someone, it's worth taking the risk because we're in a world of cultural warfare today. Thank you for the support, Saint. Let me address the cash-ups. We'll get back to this. Ben Shapiro. Ili Jiganu writes, Ili Jiganu, super chat. Truly appreciate that, Saint. And if there was something you had to say, feel free to post it in the Uh, chat, and I'll go ahead and acknowledge it. Shout out to the Lady Saints. Lorena writes, thank you for your work. I truly appreciate it. It means so much coming from the Lady Saints because the women in our society are so important that we bring them uh, under our influence as men uh, because we have so many unruly women in the society that are leading us to destruction. In fact, we even have grown males pretending to be unruly women dressing up like them. It's crazy out here." He writes, uh, rock three, peace to the saints. What did you major in in college? I majored in political science, which is a waste of time. Uh, I would not recommend that. (laughs) Getting back to uh, Ben Shapiro.
1: Well, as I say in an article entitled, here's a list of all the giant, bad, dumb things I've ever said. Was that that dumb? Yes, that's a dumb tweet, and not only, a, but it is also important to mention that the next few tweets clarify that that tweet is specifically referring to the Hamas leadership. Which, no. by the way, a BBC I've, I've seen is relatively reticent to condemn. No,
2: actually, it wasn't what you went on to do and say. Uh, you are correct about the slur, and Arabs It's not all Arabs that want to live in open sewage and blow things up.
0: It's just Palestinians. You went on to say. No, they know it. You see, here's the thing about Ben Shapiro. Number one, he won't take responsibility for being a dirtbag. He's trying to lie and backtrack. So number one, he said, oh, I have a whole list on my website of stupid things I've said, which is his attempt to basically point out his error before someone else could do it. But in this case, it's too late. Secondly, he literally lied. He tried to say, oh, I was referring to Hamas. Whereas the gentleman is prepared with his notes and he says, no, no, you said Arab, which means all Arabs. And secondly, you had a follow up tweet in which you identified Palestinians, which clearly doubles down on your statement. And then he starts babbling this uh, Benjamin Shapiro fellow. And what I want to point out to you guys is that this is not leadership. This is hatred. This is not God. He is not a person of God. He is not chosen by God. He may be chosen by the devil because what I've heard from him is hatred. And I know that there cannot be any sensible religion wherein God has chosen one human being to inherently be greater than another human being. It just doesn't make sense. I would think that God would make something for all of mankind. And that is why the assassin is for all of mankind. I never speak to black people only. I speak to humankind. This is something for humankind and all of its colors, all of its languages, all of its religions, you know, and all we seek to do is to get you to bring the best out of yourself so that you can be yourself, you can be good to yourself, and you can be good to good people. That is simple, and that is a culture that can make life better for all of us. The, the challenge in life and human life comes when people think they're superior to others. This is what you experienced from the Nazi Germans. They thought they were superior to others, and much death comes from this mentality. But the irony is this. The Jews who were bullied, well, they have now become the bullies. You see, they were bullied by the Germans, and now they've become the bullies of others, the bullies of the Arabs, the bullies of the American government and the American people. It's a trauma reaction, and I understand that. But at best, we'd all be better off if we could follow the three. So I do encourage you all to share this ism. You did. Carrying on, let's hear some more excuses from Benjamin Shapiro.
1: And then you Israel said Israel the palestinian, and the palestinian, palestinian population is rotten to the core, you went on to say. Not Hamas. I say by,
0: the yeah, Palestinian-Arab
1: po- population. I say that by poll numbers, they elected Hamas. They elected Hamas. They educate their children in school that Israel should be obliterated, sir. I guess if you want to read, you know, honestly, this is a giant waste of time in the sense that the entire interview is designed for you to shout slogans or old things that I've said.
0: Firstly, no one's been shouting, my dear boy. No one's been shouting. And the only person angry has been you, Benjamin. And the funny thing is, I wish that the British guy would just all of a sudden stop and in an African American accent say, You mad? You mad? I just wish he would do that. That would just really brighten my day. But what you're about to see is uh, Benjamin Shapiro, the gentleman that many uh, neocons and people with Judeo Christian values have said is such a great scholar and rational man. He's about to run out of the interview. I leave a question.
1: And I asked you a question. You failed to answer a single one of mine. Frankly, I find this whole thing a waste of time. If you want to read the book and critique the book, why don't you read and critique the book? If you want to read, if you want to critique me, you can think whatever you want of me. Why don't you frankly, just try and I, don't the I don't care. I don't frankly give a damn what you're, you think of me since I've never heard of
2: you. And I've never heard of you until I briefed myself for this. But that's not the issue. You haven't. Why the hell are you out, and movies, it's, so. an, it's an interesting book. But my point is your book claims Well it would be nice if you would quote it from time to time Your book is, well actually I've done so several times And I'm about to do so again If you would let me just finish the question Your book claims that society is turning its back On Judeo-Christian values
0: What are are the values it's turning its back on? Ooh, I like He asked him a good question In Ben's book he says The society is turning its back on Judeo-Christian values See, you see how he's promoting this Judeo-Christian value concept, which is not a concept. There's no such thing as Judeo-Christian values. Judaism is in conflict with Christianity. Judaism thinks Jesus doesn't exist, right? And Jesus is the whole shebang for Christians, right? Really, they need some ism in their life. But moreover, um, the interviewer says, well, what are Judeo-Christian values, being that they don't exist, right? He asks them, and this is when Benjamin runs out like a like a... up.
1: Uh, I, I you know I, i'm not inclined to continue an interview with a person as badly motivated as you as an interviewer so i think we're done here i appreciate your time all so, right thank
2: well so uh, thank you for your time and uh for showing that anger is not part of american political discourse now mr shapiro will say
0: goodbye <laughs> my boy my british homie he went ahead and roasted that boy with so much finesse you he was so calm and British about it. You feel me? He gave him a nice British pimp slap. That pop, pop. Like, you know, he did some cold, like British pimp slapping. Like, like he didn't even slap him with his hand. He took his leather gloves out. He, matter of fact, he asked his chauffeur, he, he, he told his chauffeur, Buford, might I borrow your gloves? He takes the chauffeur's gloves and pimp slaps him with the gloves. Oh, it's a beautiful thing. Yes, indeed. Ben Shapiro acting like an emotional leftist it appears so and the funny thing is if you caught that last jab at the end the interviewer says Ben Shapiro thank you for showing me that anger is not a part of American political discourse (laughs) oh and this is your hero this is your hero now I can go ahead and say uh, Ben Shapiro has been thoroughly exposed yes indeed oh yeah it'll get me demonetized indeed um, and that's why people like me don't step out to support. And Noam Chomsky actually wrote about this. He says, the reason that things don't change in America, the most powerful countries, because the intelligentsia, people like me, meaning the intellectual class, the people who are financially successful or who have went to elite schools, we're smart enough to thrive within the existing system, right? Like I've lifted myself up from being born to a mother on crack cocaine, a father in prison for selling crack cocaine, living in poverty and being raised by a grandmother with dementia. I lifted myself up from that dark, low existence into living at the top of the world. You dig? Now, why would I put myself at risk to tell you guys the truth when most people don't even have enough appreciation for my work to send five bucks? Right. It doesn't make any sense to me because I can get off of this live and go do a six figure deal. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, why would I risk my my livelihood over telling the truth? So most of the intelligentsia does not take the risk to tell the truth because the existing system benefits intelligent people like me. But it's the average citizens, the middle class citizens who are going to suffer, the lower class citizens who are going to suffer. But people like me are selfish because why? I don't need to tell the truth on YouTube. It doesn't benefit me. It doesn't make my life any better. Probably makes it worse. So that's why we don't do anything. But at the end of the day, I realized that most of the people watching don't even care about themselves. Right. So it's like, well, why should I care more about you than you care about you? The only reason I do it is because I know that there are some saints who are watching among the thousands. There are a couple of saints who just haven't heard certain pieces of truth. And I want to share it with them because I know it's going to spark something in them and it's going to get them on their ambition to greater things, and it's gonna open up their mind to the true world, and that's why I do it. And I am gonna make sure that right after this, I take this video down um, and make it exclusive for the members, those who actually support my work. Uh, shout out to the members who are watching. I truly appreciate the loyalty. Let us uh, go ahead and end this with our tradition, the creed of the sass, and shout out to Stephen. He writes, appreciate the knowledge and guidance you give the young men like myself. You save me a lot of suffering. I appreciate that. Thank you, Marquette. Every day like Christmas, me." <laughs> Let us end with the creed of the Wherever you are, repeat this with full conviction, knowing this is true of you. The creed of the Assassin. I am going to be who I truly am because I am remarkable. And I am going to strive every moment to show the greatest part of who I am. Until next time, peace to the saints.